Oh, just a split mm. second late. Mm. But the hat's already backwards today, which means we're already Ooh. working. That's how we roll. Uh, today we're talking about some EV stuff, court cases, dealers hosting days, trolling other pickup trucks. <laughs> today was kind of like a fun day in the news. Was that like a Tuesday roll that was like, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're trolling pickup. I'm Tuesday trying to think. And well, it's- <laughs> Well, the reason is, is because I'm like realized I don't have my show notes up at all while while I'm watching the show, which is a big no, no, because our show notes document, it's not like any other like Google sheet where you can just click it and it pops open in three seconds. No, No, because our show notes document basically includes all of our show notes from the beginning of this show, meaning it's about 700 pages. Not even kidding. 644 pages. Okay. How do we turn this into a book, a book or something? An anthology. GPT, make this into a cool book about the last two years of auto. Oh Wham. my gosh. If only what we, we could. Thinking? Well, we can't get that much information into ChatGPT. You can. Oh, he's got API connections. Okay. Can. Okay. Well, 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 maybe we'll get back to that. The, the yeah. cool thing about the show note is, um, so... <laughs> One, what did one did we figure out the real power of the show notes was like late, what was it was it late last year or early this year, uh, a gentleman named Jimmy Douglas reached out and sent a LinkedIn DM. He's actually used to be the director of Tesla's used car strategy and uh, something else, and he reached out and we were going to be at the Reuters event and he said, "Hey, I just wanted to say hi to the guy that was talking about me on their show," and I was like, "Oh, the Tesla guy reached out," and I'm like. Crap, what did we say? What did we say? Well, because Kyle and I are always like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? No, and so we just searched be, it up and like, way, oh, yeah, that. that's what we said about him like last December. And uh, yeah, he's actually going to be at a SodaCon. We be, actually yeah. became pretty fast friends at the Reuters event. Um, really cool guy. We're excited to uh, talk about some of the things he's doing. I think he's, he's, he's stealth mode on a startup right now. And he, he kind of told us what it's about. And I think he's going to reveal his progress at a SodaCon this year. Uh, September 26th and 27th in Baltimore. Listen, you have to be there. You just have to be there. Um, We're going to have so many rooftops represented and so many industry leaders like Jimmy sharing things for the first time at this amazing venue where we're going to learn together. We're going to workshop together. We're going to talk to actual practitioners who are doing fixed stops and digital marketing and CDPs. All of them are going to be like opening up the treasure chest in a very collaborative environment. You can go to asotocon.com right now. Actually, Kyle. David Kane had some things to say this morning about it. He it, just with the simplicity and precision of a Kentucky of, gentleman that only David Kane <laughs> can have with words. Throw it up there and 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 we'll read it here uh, because I told the, Kyle about it right before the show. Ah oh man, so he says when I look at the plans the Asoto team has put together for their their event next month, I can already feel FOMO setting in. Unfortunately, he can't make it. He had prior commitments. We did ask him though. We did ask him. Uh, my friends, Paul J. Daly, Kyle here, Mark Sorlo, and Jordan Cox have chosen a new event path that may make some among us feel out of sorts. We get it. Okay. <laughs> but I encourage my friends and clients to embrace it, put a smile on your face, and absorb the positive vibes. Here's the trigger sentence. This is great. You have time to make plans and attend. And that is just like... It's true. You got 30 days. We do things in 30-day cycles in automotive. Actually, it was funny because we were talking to the venue and and the hotel, and they were like, hey, uh, is everybody going to kind of get their hotels? And we were like, yeah, we've, we've 
sold more tickets already than what you guys have available. And we're like, oh, oh, that's right. Automotive. In dealership world, actually, the conference doesn't even exist till September 1st. Yeah, so. that's so true. Because we have we have dealers who are close, close with us. Who are like, they're going, they're speaking. They're like, we're bringing 10 people from our store. We're bringing a whole truckload. And they're like, I should probably get tickets and start to think about travel. Right? That was last week. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how it works around here. Um, so, yeah, we hope that you'll be in that group. Go to asoducon.com. Get your tickets. It is going to be a working uh, party, I guess, is the best way. South by Southwest for retail automotive. And uh, David Kane, we made one critical mistake with you this year. And it's the fact that we underestimated your level of pre-booking and popularity because we thought we asked you early enough. But it wasn't. So this year, after SodaCon 2023, we're gonna like get a date for 2024 and put our flag in the in the sand really quick and just scoop up all the people that we were just a little behind the eight ball. Anything else we should talk about some news at some point today? What? Speaking of being behind the eight ball, we're gonna segue into the first. Maybe, maybe behind the eight ball. That was too good. Tesla is set to defend itself in its first trial involving an autopilot fatality. Crucial test for CEO Elon Musk and the technology he's promoting so, uh, so I guess, open-handedly across the internet. The first of two trials scheduled for mid-September in a California court will scrutinize a 2019 crash where a Tesla Model 3 veered off the highway, struck a palm tree, and it burst into flames, resulting in the death of the owner and uh, some serious industry injuries to two passengers. It accuses Tesla of knowingly selling a car with defective autopilot. Uh, they obviously have denied liability for that accident and the other one, which um, where Tesla ran into a semi truck. You probably remember that one as well. Um, yep. You know, Tesla clearly states uh, they say they stated it in the past and they reiterated. They said there is no self-driving car on the road today. They're like, it doesn't exist. Um, so another interesting point of the case is that it is positioning Elon Musk personally as the leader of the engineering team behind the autopilot technology, uh, obviously challenging his reputation as an engineering leader and putting him front and center um, in the allegations. So, um, you know, late last week, he was actually live streaming a test of the new full self-driving beta version 12 um, where he apparently had to take control of the vehicle before it ran a red light. And uh, also he oh pulled up Mark Zuckerberg's address on his GPS. So <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's not doxing I mean, if you just Google it. He's like, I just Googled it right there on the screen. Just, you know, I like, here's the thing. This one, they have called the full self-driving a beta since the beginning yeah so it's been i mean it's at least very clear to me maybe it's because we're involved in auto that this has constantly been a test a trial a does it work mm -hmm. type thing and that there have constantly been issues um now this is i think this is actually has broader impact to the industry and this is why i'm paying attention to this to this case i don't think it's as big a deal for elon he'll get past it uh, at some level like whether legally um or by financially buying out or, or something like that but it has massive implications for how automakers are held responsible as we go to more and more autonomy in vehicles. Mm. And so depending on what the court decides here sets a precedent for future autonomy, whether that be full self-driving or partial self-driving. And so as an industry, we should be paying attention to what the court says here because it's going to 
dramatically change the way OEMs go to market, the way uh, that dealers sell these vehicles, the way that salespeople need to be aware of how they're talking about the technologies like radar cruise control that already exists in vehicles. Because if if OEMs begin to be liable for the accidents that happen on the road, um, that would be a massive shift in legislation that will totally change the landscape of automotive and the technology that it brings. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens, whatever. We're probably certain it won't be a, uh, it won't be a smooth ride. I want to say good morning to our, our, our good friend, Bob Welby, uh, who's hey. just chiming in in the comments. Good morning from commute time. He says he's the senior director of sales product um, and marketing operations at a little company we all know of called Infinity. Infinity? Some of the product yeah. Infinity is coming out with is really cool, actually. We don't talk about Infinity enough. No, we I don't. don't. All right, maybe 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 this is enough I to get it on the radar. Bring in some infinity. I think and we do, Bob. You you so just show yeah. this episode to your boss and be like, "See, I'm doing the hard work right now of getting on the automotive troublemaker because there it's really <laughs> really hard to do these days." All right, let's move on to the next story. So this is a fun one, right from uh, the dealership world, the front lines. Uh, as the emergence of more and more EVs continue, many progressive dealers are leaning into the trend by preparing themselves, their teams, and their communities for whatever's in store, whatever that is. Full self-driving, not full EV adoption, hybrids, whatever. One dealer at the forefront is Liza Borges. You know her. We have her on the show quite a bit. Good friend, a soda investor, and owner of Carter Myers Automotive, a 23-plus store. I think it's a 23 and growing. It's hard to keep yep. up. Uh, store group headquartered in Charlottesville, Virginia, who executed a great idea last week. You may have seen it on LinkedIn. An EV boot camp. Here's a, we're going to read a quote from Liza's post. Um, basically said, welcome CMA EV champions. The 23 EV boot camp is taking place in Charlottesville with John Ellis from Bev Everything, Stuart Gardner from Gen 180, and Lena Lewis from Nature Conservato- Conservancy. That's kind of a neat little thread there. Our 40 plus sales managers and associates brought together 16 different EVs. So they brought them all to one spot. So cool. Ford, yeah. Subis, Kias, Hyundais, whatever. Um, all the stuff. Um, even some hybrids. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to read through this list. It's literally, they have them all here and so many more coming this year. While this is a private event, if you live in Charlottesville and want to stop by to see all the electric vehicle options in one place, come on to our GMC showroom and be our guest. Our team is ready to be your go-to resource for all things electric. Kyle, why is this so amazing? It's it's genius. One, because like one of the knowledge gaps that we're going to have as as we continue to grow out in EVs is like we may get education locally to our brand, but may not, maybe not a broad education across the industry and across OEMs. And for a dealer group like this, that's regionally focused, that has the opportunity to bring in, I think it was something like, what was it, 16 different EVs and, yep. and hybrids for the managers to understand across brands exactly what other brands are doing and bringing technology to market. It's going to get help make them be better equipped to serve their communities and serve their customers and bringing in some outside influence. We, we have uh, John Ellis actually this morning uh, gives a, you know, provides a lot of content to the industry, both on the economic side and on the EV side. And, and we actually uh, weekly have um, some stat updates in our email. And so his insights and his uh, uh, understanding from his time at Cox into the EV market. And then I love the Gen 180 and the Nature Conservancy. Uh, Conservancy. It actually like expands the the understanding of why EVs exist. It's not just in the auto side. They she actually brought in some people that were saying, "Hey, this this actually impacts broader culture." Um, you think this type you of think event, there are a few like, people in Virginia that care about nature? Absolutely, right? So where are they going to get right their there. EVs? 
they got the big hill up there. To, you know, at the, the top of the hill. State, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a big so. hill over there in Virginia. <laughs> got one of those. That's amazing. Yeah. I like and I think I mean the the real win here would be to like do this next month and invite the whole community. Consumer Day. Like it's just a massive. Yeah, think I mean because like when you really learn stuff. Not when you learn it, you learn it when you teach it. Ah. Right? And so now you have all these managers that came in like do many ones at the stores. I mean, they have a pretty, we just love it. Bravo. Thank you for showing us the way. Um, thank you for giving everybody um, just something to swing at. And you know, a good friend of a soda, John Ellis, he's on the clubhouse room. Uh, David Long's all things used cars with us every Friday. And it's cool to see him out and about in the community, like doing his thing, deploying his knowledge and helping dealers like push it down into the community. It's a good thing. Absolutely. Speaking of just pushing it down into the community. Oh, <laughs> time. <laughs> brutal segue. That's a good one. brutal. That's Every once brutal. in a while, we just get a little. Uh, hey, we're gonna consider. We're just gonna consider this a nod uh, to some great trucks. The I Tesla think so. Cybert truck was yet again spotted with a new, another wrap uh, after having been wrapped like an F one fifty a little uh, over a week ago that we saw. It was now wrapped like a Toyota tundra it's so good uh, it looks it, really good if you're not it watching really the looks show cool actually i think it, it makes it makes more palatable it does it's like oh <laughs> it I looks like a pickup truck now <laughs> it's unbelievable movie. yeah you look at it and you're like oh that looks like a truck but it looks like, like it actually cool looks like a really over. cool tundra <laughs> it's really really legit it's actually like if you took a uh i i see it like you know the old uh the old avalanche, avalanche? i knew it yeah switch put the avalanche squash it together with the tundra Jagged edges, boom, Cybertruck. Uh, yeah, so the question across the internet is like, is Tesla trolling? Are they testing potential wraps yes. that they're going to yes. come? Yes, yes, all they're yes. They're probably doing all of it. Uh, there, there's also some rumors like, hey, is Tesla going to do the wraps or are they going to make a massive? Is this kind of like letting the third-party market see what might be possible uh, since the, the color of this vehicle is a one-color-fits-all mm -hmm. uh, and that wraps would be the way to stylize your vehicle. Yep. I, I, like, I'm starting to see the vision now. You know, Early, I thought the Cybertruck looked ugly. What a weird but now I'm seeing, rover. Oh, it's just a pallet. I got to say. It's just a pallet. Oh, my gosh. When I saw the truck on there. And then cool, like if I'm a Tundra and F-150, I'm honored, right? Okay, right. cool. Absolutely. Right? You're, you're mimicking the best-selling trucks in America. Thank you very much. Yes, thanks for the acknowledgement. It looked like thinking of it, you just put it the perfect way. It's a pallet. It's a it's big a pallet. It's a big pallet if you don't want the stainless steel DeLorean meets Mars rover look. Yeah. Um, there, we're going to see a whole bunch we, of cool stuff. We are going to see so much cool art. And if I'm and a vinyl shop or if I'm a dealer who's in commercial, who's in commercial vinyl, um, we were just with a dealer. We're going to feature them in more than cars. They actually bought a vinyl shop, not so for smart. this, but for their commercial business. So smart. And like, Hey, like the vinyl yeah. business is good. And this just wrap looks. that sucker different ways to Sunday and throw go, that thing on TikTok, it. and it'll be over. <laughs> it'll be, Oh, uh, well the production oh. version of the Cybertruck is expected to be launched at a delivery event at the end of September. It's a shame we couldn't get them to do it at SodaCon. Yeah, I mean, hey, dealer got questions. Dealer has they got them out on the road though. They're testing. Well, maybe eggs. it's coming. Maybe it, it is. is happening. 
Uh, we'll <laughs> our friend George Jones in the comments says the Cybertruck will roll out just after full self-driving does. Oh, that, <laughs> that, deserves, that, uh, that deserves one of those that right there. So good. Just also want to make yeah. sure we say hi to our friends, uh, Christine Robertson. Imran, good to see you here this morning. Hey, community, we get to do it every day. We get to create these more than cars moments. Yes. That push down the auto industry into every aspect of life. And you should join us at a SotoCon, by the way.